Welcome to Secure Podcast. I hope you can all feel my soul radiating through these frequencies. See you all on the other side. Welcome back, everyone. Thank you for joining me. Today, I am very, very excited to be introducing you guys to a new friend of mine. I want to introduce Marco Roman the founder of Museum of Central Americans. If you haven't already seen my post about this, I'm announcing today that I've actually partnered up with him in order to bring and create a space for Central American artists to show their craft and to represent their culture. As a collective, we really must join together in order to impact our individual communities, especially during such a disturbing time as the ones that we're living in now. I don't want to tell you how to feel in this social political climate, but I will offer you ways in which you can join together to strive towards collective representation and powerful taking of space. I am a writer, I'm a singer, and a poet, and I'm a proud, proud Salvadoreña, so I had to be a part of this project. A museum for Central Americans is something that would have made a difference in my childhood and in the journey to cultural identity. So if I can be a part of bringing it to future generations, then I am grateful and honored to do I had to jump on the opportunity and ask him if he would be willing to partner up with me because I really feel called to participate in this. I have so many ideas. I have so much passion for bringing to light the culture that I am just now learning about because I didn't have access to that when I was younger. Uh, my family didn't have the privilege of sitting down and talking about culture when we were busy working through a lot of generational trauma that had been passed down. So unfortunately, I didn't have the opportunity to learn about my roots and my culture in the way that I would have liked to. But now, now that I have that access, now I'm soaking it all in. So I am absolutely excited and honored to be a part of this. And I hope that you guys enjoy this mini interview and stay tuned to the end because we will have a few more details about what's going on with this project and what we're actually having in the works right now. So thank you all so much. From Guatemala, uh, I grew up in Los Angeles. I actually like didn't know, I didn't really identify as well, like I was afraid to, I, I didn't really know who I was really growing up. So like going to college, it still took me a couple years to figure it out. Uh, I started taking like Central American studies, they have it at CSUN or whatever, um, intro to Central American uh, studies and then that kind of opened my, the whole world for me. I was like, oh shit, like feels more like I feel more like me I understand who I am a little bit more uh, just taking like intro to Central American studies and then like I focused on film or whatever and then um, I decided to take more classes for electives because I was able to choose my electives and 
I had enough credit in Central American Studies where I was like, okay, I really love this, and I, I love learning more about my culture, uh, and I'm discovering who I am. Um, so I ended up majoring in uh, Central American Studies. But you uh, were born here. But I was born here. In, uh, and why do you think you, you, you had that kind of like... Uh, Epiphany. Space out. No, the oh, space this. out before the epiphany. Because I, I feel like a lot of us have that. Especially when you grew up here. And you have this culture who's, that's telling you that you're not from here. So, like, for you, what was that like? Going through that, I don't know who I am. Or was it culture at all? Was it something else? Uh, I think it's just because you kind of just grew up here. I think that that's what it is. It's uh, they're telling you that these are our ways and stuff. Uh, this is how we live. It's, and, um, and I didn't really think about it much, but I, I, but it was until I discovered and had that epiphany where like, I realized, oh, I really didn't know who I was and this is actually me and this is my culture. And I understand my childhood a little bit more than I did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And do you think like that was, a powerful moment for you? Oh, de- like definitely. Yeah, very yeah. empowering. I would go, I talked to my mom for hours about it. I was like, oh my God, this and that. Uh, and she'd be like, yeah, like she knows, you know. Yeah. Uh, She's but like, oh, it clicked. It clicked, <laughs> yeah. Like, it, it, I think it was a part of growing up mm-hmm. a little bit too. Um, but it was. Cool. Yeah. And then, like, um, when you found that power and kind of like your, your identity. Right? Or this other chunk of your identity, because we're so complex. Yeah, that's very, not like the only thing. But when you were empowered in that, how did that lead you into this project that we're gonna be talking about? Uh wow. Okay, so like I'm really into art, like my whole life, pretty much. I would, I'm mostly focused like on film, but I like like all types of art. Um, and it was mostly while I was still in college where I wanted to do something. Um, with both things, so I, like I would jot things down on my notebook on the, how I could combine both my like majors and stuff. Um, and first, I was like Central American uh, Film Festival, and um, not long after I jotted that down, I I found uh, a guy named Oscar Dominguez uh, just by researching to see if there was a festival already, and there was. It was they were in the first year. Uh, so I met with him, and I got involved with that community, started meeting people, and uh, I started realizing what I actually wanted to combine, and made, made that happen, made that dream happen, uh, made contacts, learned the ways um, in the community, and um, and then so and then I put everything on hold, and now I kind of like I think it, it's time because. There's a lot of us millennials who kind of want to like. I guess during the process of the Central American Film Festival, I found out that there's really no space because I had difficulties booking like uh, movie theaters or uh, other types of spaces for like. So really, like I want to create a space specifically for like Central Americans after going through. Um, what I went through with the film festival and not having a, a space. Sometimes space is expensive mm-hmm. uh, and the festival doesn't, wouldn't have certain resources to make it happen and stuff. So then now pretty much 
were um, the space that you've arrived in. And to fill that in, too, you, you played a huge role in the film festival as well. You were pretty involved in that. I was pretty involved uh, for two years. I, I, I actually... Um, yeah, I, I was pretty heavily okay. involved. So yeah. after that, it was just kind of like confirmed. This is a space that I need to be moving in, and yes. this is a space I need to be empowering. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So then now arriving at this place in your life where you where you're kind of feeling like this passion of yours is lighting you up more than your actual nine to five, and then understanding <laughs> yeah. that that's like a, a an area that you really are trying to lean into. Yeah. So this idea of creating a space, right? A, a space yes. to hold events and a space to just always hold space yeah. for Central American individuals exactly, in the arts, yeah. specifically, right? Specifically, though, it doesn't matter what time. You could be, like, juggling. I mean, earlier we were talking yeah. about juggling, but, like... We were talking about, <laughs> like, we're talking about juggling. <laughs> People that come from London. London, Paris, <laughs> um, the circus. Right. <laughs> Uh, but uh, yeah, it doesn't matter what type of art you could. It could be a book, like someone writing a book. Uh, we want that space. Uh, we want a space to showcase the history of Central Americans. And like even people forget about Belize being part of Central Americans. Like everybody forgets about Belize, but Belize is still a heavy part of Central America and stuff. Yeah, so. yeah, and I think that's a big part of it because we need to learn how to make space for each other. Yeah, like, we're not. And I think that also it, it hits home with this 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 like stereotypical idea of Latinos and how we tend yeah. to like stick to our Latinos and yeah. you know if I'm Mexican I stay with my Mexicanos and if I'm Salvadoreña I stay with my Salvadoreños but if we create a space that's just all about Central Americans now we're creating a space of community mm-hmm. not individualized you know right cliques yeah that's why I I don't want to like be only Guatemala, not only El Salvador. Those are the two biggest that you hear all the time, um, but more inclusive to everybody. Yeah. And that, I feel like that's just so powerful in whatever community that that ends up being in. It's going to be such a powerful, powerful way of bringing them together, bringing all of us together. And I think that it's always also talking about the community aspect of it that we were talking mm-hmm. about, like giving access to a community that otherwise would not ever have anything like that like an art gallery type of setup there yeah. with access to other events and other like uh promotions and mm-hmm. things like that that's gonna bring in a huge opportunities for the businesses around there too so it's like that's something huge that businesses should be looking out for if, yeah. if you're out there and you're a small business owner in the community full of latinos and you don't have an art gallery out there and you have a free space Hit us up. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Let yeah. us know. Um, uh, I'm all about collaborating. For me, I always love collaborating. Uh, not everybody's like that. Yeah. I mean, but it, it's cool whatever you do, you know. Yeah. Uh, but I love like collaborating. I love meeting new people. Um, that's just it creates one massive like yeah. community. Yeah. Another we wouldn't otherwise have met each other if we didn't like right, talk yeah. to each other that way. Yeah. And th- and it's so contradicting too because this makes me think about so many people want to talk about how social media is limiting us mm-hmm. and how it's like closing us off and making us antisocial. I think the opposite. I really do feel like it's giving us access to people we wouldn't otherwise have, have access. Like yeah. I don't think I would have met you if it wasn't for sure. like me posting. Like I haven't really done much on my so- social media on the page yeah because I just you didn't even need that much no. all I needed to see was like Central American Museum I was like bam attention what's going on here and 
that was enough. When you're really looking to create a community, yeah. you don't need much. You yeah. just need you just need a small little, steps. I'm yeah. taking baby steps right now, um, seeing what I could work with. Uh, you're one of the first persons that I'm, I'm starting to collaborate with. There's a couple other people. Exciting. Uh, there's a few people who like kind of uh, hit me up too. They're like, "Oh, this is is this happening for real? Like, I want to be part of this." Uh, there's a lot of excitement in the community. There's a lot of people coming out because um, Central America is always a kind of, uh, I don't know if foreshadow is the right word, but like they're always like in the, in the back burner pretty yeah, much. Overshadow, back burner, maybe, yeah, overshadow yeah. Overshadow is what I was trying yeah. to say, but like, we're always in the back burner. So I think right now we're just trying to tell the world it's like we're here and we're not going anywhere. Yeah. And, and, like we're... You want and to collaborate. And being proud, too. I feel like there needs to be a sense of pride that goes around. And I was just talking about this, my, and I, I mentioned it to you, my brother. And one of the reasons that he, my brother mentioned that he doesn't identify with our Salvadorian culture and roots is because all he hears our family members say about our land is that negativity. That all they encountered there was negativity, and all they remember from there was negativity. So it kind of has clouded his idea of what El Salvador is. Well, what kind of negativity is coming well, from Well, suffering. There? You know, uh, like, oh, the like civil the war and being in poverty because we came, we we're a family that was poor or, or is still. Poor I mean, I think there. a lot of us are, came, like a lot of our family members came poor, but they came here to try to make a better life. Yeah. I mean, that's the old I, I like just, American. Yeah, but what I'm saying is yeah. this idea that. And I, and I kind of understand this when I change my perspective on the way he no, said yeah. it. Like, when you come across people who maybe came from Mexico, but they actually love Mexico and they want to go back and live in Mexico, they just can't. And they're here to make more money. Better. Or, yeah, yeah. Or as opposed to talking to someone maybe in our family, because I feel like in my family we're definitely guilty of this, where everything they say is something negative and there wasn't this sense of pride that was passed down to us um, culturally. So I, yeah, I, I like see. This, I see it from my end of my family. Right, it's just like if you have a space like what you're talking about bringing together, and now you have a space to take your family to to show them the other side. You know, because yeah, El Salvador went through a lot. Is going through a, a lot, lot still. And it's yeah, probably not the prettiest place to be socially, right? Socially, but, but uh, the landscapes are still yeah, freaking it's a beautiful. beautiful yeah, we have beautiful culture. We have a lot of beautiful traditions and the art, everything. Like we yeah. have everything just as much as any other culture. Is just we're not expressing ourselves that way. And this is for my family specifically. So I think that for a family like mine, it would be so important for us mm-hmm. to have had access to something like that growing up and being able to take trips there and making it family accessible, right, and friendly. And uh, I, I've noticed there's a couple, like, friends that I have who are non-Latinos who actually even been to El Salvador, and they love that culture. And every time, like, I travel a lot, right, and uh, there's, uh, there's really, like... People don't really know what a pupusa is and stuff. Uh, so what I do is I always Google the nearest pupuseria around me. It could be in Detroit. It could be anywhere, really. And I, I could, I'm could i like 20 miles out, and I'll still Uber from my hotel. You should do pupusa reviews. <laughs> you should do pupusa. All around the country, yeah, right? We should. we should do like a pupusa review app. For you know, Americans who are traveling a lot, they need a good pupusa fix. I'm like, and like, let me go check out Marco's pupusa app. Like, where's the nearest oh, cheesy man. pupusa? And I, uh, I, oh, my point was, uh, trade. Uh, nobody steal my idea. <laughs> trade. Don't take it. Uh, 
It's but... gonna be like measured by thickness of crust, amount of masa, oh, the, <laughs> the thickness of the cheese crust. versus chorizo, chicharron, <laughs> like loroco and shit. <laughs> That'd be great, though. Crazy. Yeah. Trademark. I always buy like 20 pupusas and they look at me crazy and I'm like nah this is for my tour family and stuff and I'd be <laughs> handing them out like you gotta come to my room look, yeah. check these out I put all the sauce I make it for them and like they're like they wow I've never tried anything like this yeah. uh, but the pupusa is gonna become the, if it's not it's already it's almost a staple I yeah. feel like it is definitely yeah. almost there it's like taco trucks yeah, Bichos, right? Yeah. Bichos is like the big taco, uh, pupusa truck, not taco. Oh, I haven't seen that one. Bichos? No, I Bichos. I pupusas in like three places. Oh, Aside okay. from like family houses. There's like El um, Atlacatel in... I, I've heard, yeah. Downtown. Yeah, I've, I've that been That one's the shit. And then there's another one in Downey that I can't remember. And then there's another one, Soyapango, I think. I and know. that one is over on... In like Compton. Oh, okay. But yeah, yeah. Those are the three places. Everywhere else, I'm just like, man. <laughs> but I'll check out Beechos. Beechos, yeah. Out, yeah. I like uh, I like massive pupusas. I want to like eat like the world's biggest pupusa. Dude, why don't they do that? I they have like world's biggest pizza, right? Yeah, and like, yeah. if you can eat this pizza, it's free. Do that with pupusas, yeah. and I swear we'll eat it. Definitely. Well, maybe I that's would, why they don't do it. They're like, like these fuckers will eat it. Mixed pupusas, <laughs> right? With us, right? yeah. Anyways, <laughs> off track. Because honestly, that's what I thought about when when I saw your your. I got so excited when I saw that. I was like, "What? A museum for Central Americans? Like, that's exactly what I've been needing." Because I've been on this whole, kind of like a whole trip about. I know nothing about my culture. Everything I know, I've learned from other people. But my family has taught me very little about our culture specifically, and more about our, our like our, the suffering that our family. Yeah. Which I feel like, first of all, it's unhealthy, but that's for another episode. <laughs> but, like, I never had someone sit down and tell me, this is how we do things. So, growing up now and understanding that that's such an important part of my identity, I'm so hungry for it. So, when I came across your page, it was just, like, divine timing. It was just, like, perfect. I was yeah. like, yeah, this is what I've been needing. How'd you come across it, by the way? Because I don't I, remember. I just... I just Threw it up there, maybe did like I think you five hashtags. I think it just came up. Like it was, um, you know how sometimes the it tells you like it, it recommends people oh, yeah, or yeah. stuff like that. So you were just a recommendation. It's weird. Yeah. And then your picture came up. But I think it's because um, one of my friends was already following you, uh, Arte La Roxy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She was following you, and I think it's because her and I were friends that you came up on my thing. Okay. And then when I went to you, I saw that it was her and somebody else, I think. And I was like, what is this about? I'm so down. Yeah. And I don't remember. I don't remember if I hit you up or you hit me up, but that was it. it was I think just one like, of us cool. definitely. Like, I've reached out to some and people. And it was so, so easy. Like, yeah. It was so yeah. just, like, easy flow to connect, which is perfect. So thank you for that. That was no, amazing. Thank you. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm still trying to build it. Okay. So now let's talk more about what your idea is for it. Like, what is the space? What do you see, like, when you think about this? Like, what is your vision? What my vision like? is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, uh, besides the space, I really, like... I want, like, I want to put it obviously in the middle of the Central American community because I want, like, when you go visit, like, museums, uh, like cultural museums, uh, you learn everything about that culture. You go down to the Japanese museum. Uh, there's a Jewish museum. Um, you, get, you get immersed in that. So that that's what I kind of see in in, in this uh, project that I'm trying to like take off. 
Um, like, I want kids in the district, school districts. I want to partner with schools. I want them to come at a young age and be like, I am Salvadoran, I am Guatemalan, and this, I get it at an early age. I, like, I get it. I want them to learn uh, where they come from and their history. I think uh, learning, uh, if you're Central American and you don't know your history at a young age, it sucks. It sucks. Because yeah, uh, I guess in this country, you just kind of you learn American history. There's multicultural in like... Limited. Limited, limited. multicultural. Um, yeah. Mostly learned American history. What would, you, what would you say that has been the most magical part of this journey to this passion of yours? Like... First of all, finding yourself, finding your power, right? Mm -hmm. And then coming up with this vision, where have you found magic around? Because it's something that, like you said, it's coming slowly. Mm -hmm. But what about it keeps you moving forward? Like, what is the magic in it that makes you feel like, no, I need to, this needs to come to fruition because of this magic that I feel in it? It's the community to me, my community, the community, uh, uh, like, just the drive to put it out there for, for the community and, and stuff. I think that's, that's mostly the drive. Uh, sometimes I see stuff. Um, I'm like, we need this to happen. Yeah, yesterday. Yeah, like, right. <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I agree. I agree. Especially when you're telling me that people are reaching out to you already. Right? With as little as you do have out there, people mm. are reaching out because people are hungry. They, oh, we want it. We just yep. want that part of us to be out in the open for mm -hmm. people to know so but so here's the big one okay this is the one that i asked you last time you're like huh that's a good question oh i was question. stumped i was stumped are you yeah. still stumped I, I, I mean i had a 14 hour flight and i still didn't think about it <laughs> what <laughs> like i read the email and i'm like oh i should probably think about it but i'll think about it on the 14 well how about this i think that you do a lot of like connecting with community and that's how you love yourself like you because you know that feeds your soul so you know you need it so in order for you to keep moving you fill your space up with connections and that's kind of how think, you light yourself wow, up I, no one's ever told me that but i think you, you kind of hit it right on the nail where that does yeah. like sound like me yeah because you enjoy it like when yeah. the, both times that we've met like it doesn't feel like you're watching the like your your phone or whatever like right. you're here you're present and I think that says a lot about how it feeds you as a person. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that's how probably how you love yourself. And also this whole project for the Museum of Central Americans, I think that's a sort of loving yourself, too. Because it's like you're, you want your identity to be out there. That's love. Like, when you want people to know who you are, it's because yeah. you love yourself. I've never really thought about that. that yeah, I think you made my answer a little bit better than I would have yeah? answered it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't think... I would, that wouldn't have come out like out of my mouth. Uh -huh. uh, You're welcome. <laughs> I didn't even thank you. It's going to be beautiful. <laughs> cool. Anything that we didn't talk about that you feel like is important and you would like people to know more about? About yourself, about the project? I guess just like uh, final words would be like just everybody who's working towards something, keep, keep working towards your art. Um, there's a lot of people out there hustling like crazy it's 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 a prime time to do your own thing and stuff um, yeah it, it's all about keeping like the ball rolling it's about the journey not the destination yeah 
It's yeah, all you, about the momentum. The right momentum. Now. Maybe yeah. keep grinding. Things will happen. You'll find the right people. Yeah, I agree. Who will work with you. Even if you don't find the right people, just keep going through it. Yeah, that's big. It's a solo journey for everyone, pretty yes. much. So. And understanding that nothing is personal no like it's if nice. someone doesn't hit you up if so, you know if you're reaching out people don't hit you up don't take it personal uh, keep, maybe they're busy moving, or yeah. like they're not at a place to be working yeah. with you at that time yeah. um, just trust that yeah just trusting that. Uh, maybe they'll maybe five years from now they'll they'll be see that message that you sent them or something you never know yeah that's true and just to close off that too like understanding that not all of us have the same vision not all of us right yeah, yeah. and that's okay too yeah you just gotta find you just gotta find your people yeah that's it. You the right the right team with. it's a very important to find a, a good fit because if you don't you're always gonna like there's always gonna be arguments and you know yeah it won't work out yeah you guys i i guess just trust what you feel around people I right. feel like you're really good at that because you spend a lot of time connecting with people. So you you I must like to, have a good sense of like intuition of like who's who's your people and who's not. Yeah, I like to like if I could have a <laughs> this is this goes back like we I was having a conversation with, with my friend about this like if I could sit and have a coffee with you and have like a normal conversation and we get to know each other, I feel like we'll get along great. Like no set agenda just like having yeah good time you know that means we could probably do business together that's a good way of looking at it why why do you it, it just I, I it's it comes with the trust I think like I think you have to build that trust and that relationship first before like you pull on like yeah. immerse yourself in the project and stuff and it, I think it also touches with like this old school raw connection like yeah. nothing but you and the other person and some coffee right? it doesn't get yeah. any more old school than that unless you got some iced tea on the floor, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or pupusas right? oh <laughs> yeah like eat some pupusas I don't drink coffee with my pupusas, though. I don't. Oh, like. a lot of people do. Do they? Oh, yeah. Is that a thing? Well, like, the older people in my family, like, uh, they do pupusas for breakfast with coffee. Oh, wow. No salsa, none of that. Nothing, no cortido. For, no, no, not for breakfast. Oh. Come on. I've been in pupusas. Come on, let's, let's be logical here. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, dude, uh, question. I don't, I, I, uh, do you eat leftovers pupusas cold? Eat, like cold pupusas. No, I toast them. You toast them. I, always, oh, I put okay. them in the toaster. If I'm too lazy to like toast them or microwave them, I know because I don't like masa. Oh. So like I, I I toast them and then I cut off the crust. Oh, that's the best part. I don't like it. That's the best part. I get so part, much right. sl- <laughs> so much slack for that, but I just don't. I, like I, it. I so I have to toast mine. Yeah. Like crunchy. Yeah, like, I love oh. it crunchy, but not the. Crust. Yeah, the crust. Yeah. Uh, I love when the cheese has burnt on the outside. Oh yeah, oh, I like stretching better. the cheese too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is the pupusa episode, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> we're just, we're just... Oh man. Okay. Well, it was a pleasure. That's it. Dude. Yeah. That was fun. Thanks for having Thank me. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs>
project of a museum for Central Americans. So now that you have made it to the very end, we are putting out a call for all Central American artists out there that are looking to put out their work. If you're an artist, you're a painter, you're a portrait artist, or you're a sculptor, or you're a singer, whatever it is that your art form is expressed through, reach out to us. You can reach out to us via our Instagram, and those will be in the show notes, as well as our emails. But you already know my Instagram, it's Secure Podcast, so please hit us up on there if you want to participate. We put out a post uh, last week, and we have a few people already interested in participating, so thank you if you have already reached out to us. We are planning on putting on an event in October. We haven't set the date yet but it will be a mini showcase of our Latino and Latinas, our Latinx community from Central America who are joining together to promote awareness for the current immigration, social, political climate that we are seeing all over the media right now. I believe that when there's more of us together, when we join together, our strength is multiplied. Our voice is louder. It is demanding to be heard. So I just want to invite you to really consider participating in this event. The theme will be bringing about awareness of the trauma that this immigration, social, political climate is causing upon our people. And we will be releasing more information and more details on that, along with instructions, rules, and all of that stuff for entering. But please, please, if you feel called to do so, please reach out to us. We would love to have you participate. We would love to put your art out there. We would love to have your voice be heard on our platforms. And we would love for you to form a part of this first event in order to collect funds for eventually a space where we can hold physical space as a museum for Central Americans. Thank you so much for tuning in, everybody. I hope that with today's episode, I was able to leave a little more secure in your space and leave a lot less silence in your hearts. Until next time, babes.